Welcome to Blue Hour, a podcast for seekers and thinkers, creatives and dreamers. Here we'll be exploring the convergence of shadow and light, the mysteries of life, and the musings of the soul through psychology, art, and spirituality. I'm your host, Adina Arden Cooper. Please join me on this magical journey as we expand our consciousness and infuse our lives with more wonder, love, and fulfillment. Hello, and welcome back to Blue Hour. I'm your host, Adina Arden Cooper. So have you ever done something that you regretted later? Of course you have. We all have. Maybe you felt like something came over you or you couldn't control yourself. On the other hand, have you ever restricted your behavior, stopped yourself from doing something you wanted to do? Have you ever felt yourself torn of two minds about a matter and not clear on what you really want or how to move forward? Of course you have. You're human. In this episode, I'm going to discuss IFS therapy, which helps explain this. I'll also give some information about EMDR therapy. Both of these have been hugely impactful for me personally and professionally. IFS, or Internal Family Systems Therapy, is an evidence-based psychotherapy model developed by Richard Schwartz in the 1980s. Schwartz based this model off of his work facilitating family therapy. In working with the intricate relational dynamics of families, he realized that individuals experience intricate relational dynamics within themselves as well. He began to understand that our psyches are comprised of a multitude of distinct parts. These parts take on certain roles in an effort to help us cope with life. Our wounded parts are led by a core self. Self, with a capital S, is wise, whole, and knows how to heal. The objective of IFS is to strengthen this aspect so it can heal your wounded parts. This process involves cultivating what is known as the eight C's. Confidence, calm, compassion, courage, clarity, creativity, curiosity, and connectedness. IFS therapy helps us bring more of these to ourselves and also to our relationships with others. There are three different types of parts within each of us, managers, firefighters, and exiles. Managers are protective parts. They're proactive, meaning they work to prevent upset before it happens. They anticipate problems and tend to be very vigilant in their efforts to control things so those problems never have a chance to hurt us. This may be a part that is very anxious and worries a lot, or it may be a perfectionistic part that strives to avoid ridicule or blame, maybe a highly critical part that points out flaws in an effort to resolve them. Those are just some examples. Firefighters are another type of protector. These parts are reactive. They don't think things through. They're impulsive. 
They jump out suddenly to put out the fire, meaning they're focused on stopping the hurt that's happening or addressing the immediate threat in whatever way they can. These parts often cause us to behave in ways we regret later. Exiles are the parts carrying wounds. They're tender and vulnerable. Our protectors work hard to keep exiles safe, pushing them down and hiding them away in the process. It's important to note that there are no bad parts. All parts need to be met with curiosity and care. It's incredible how healing it is to simply witness ourselves in this way. The IFS approach is illuminating and validating. I've discovered so much about myself from being on both ends of this experience as both client and therapist. I've also witnessed within myself and others a tremendous growth of confidence and self-love. IFS practitioners receive the therapy during training and are encouraged to do so additionally as well. It's essential for us to be familiar with our own internal systems so we can stay in self-energy when working with others and so we can recognize when a part gets activated in session. It's imperative for us to address this so it doesn't interfere with the client's process. Therapists are only human after all. We need to do our own work. As an aside, out of the hundreds of consultation calls I've facilitated in preparation for taking on a new client, only once was I asked if I do my own therapy. I'm guessing some therapists might feel uncomfortable answering this, but it's a great question. It's totally relevant and makes sense that someone would want to know. If I don't know what it feels like to be exposed and vulnerable with someone in this way, how can I expect anyone else to feel comfortable with me? IFS therapy helped me know myself and love myself better. As an example, the work led me to identify a powerful manager in my system. This part has made so many of my life decisions but she's an angry and angsty 12-year-old. She has a very dark view of the world and doesn't trust anyone. She prioritizes safety and security above all else. To her, there's no point in striving for true happiness because it doesn't exist. Obviously, this is not someone who should be making my life choices. When I realized how influential this part has been, I understood how important it was to get to know her and help ease her fears. Turns out this manager part protects a very vulnerable, much younger part. Realizing all of this has been a game changer in my personal healing journey. As I continue to strengthen self-energy, I am increasingly able to offer these wounded parts of me the love they need to heal. I'm increasingly able to make decisions and take action from self rather than the angry 12-year-old. Authentic hope, optimism, and self-assuredness grows out of this. As a therapist, I see myself as a collaborator, not an authority. IFS allows me to partner with the client's self-energy to do the healing work. I'm not expected to fix or heal anyone. 
They do that themselves. I simply orchestrate and support the process. I appreciate this because it encourages self-healing and self-sufficiency. People shouldn't have to rely on someone else to know themselves. IFS teaches people how to develop a powerful healing relationship with themselves. I'm always here to support and cheerlead along the way, but my ultimate goal is for people to know, love, and trust themselves. Before I discovered IFS therapy, I discovered shamanic healing. I'll get more into shamanic healing specifically in another episode, but I want to mention it because there's a strong correlation between IFS and shamanism. It may help to know that the shamanic tradition is about personal and collective healing. Shamanism isn't something to keep under wraps for particular cultures only. Furthermore, IFS isn't trying to claim shamanism. This is a correlation I and others have recognized from personal experience with both. IFS has given voice to what ancient and indigenous cultures have known and understood for centuries, that our souls carry wounds and need healing. The shamanic perspective of soul loss is similar to exiled parts. Soul retrieval is similar to identifying and healing wounded parts. As I've become more experienced with IFS, I've realized the energetic component that comes into play with this work. IFS distances the rational, logical mind and moves into a more intuitive and sensational experience. In this way, we become aware of unseen influences at play. Generational traumas, spiritual entities, the experiences of other incarnations, for example, all may become part of the conversation. Intuitive process expands consciousness and opens pathways to broader awareness and deeper knowing. You could say it opens a portal from the material to the spiritual. I've used an IFS approach to help clients discover and address family traumas and wounds from other lifetimes. Growing self-energy is growing connection to the divine source that exists within us all. It's probably worth mentioning here that this is not a simple, easy, or purely magical process. While exploring and witnessing our parts helps us understand ourselves better, the healing comes from a dedicated and disciplined commitment to teaching wounded parts new ways of handling things. This is about creating new neural pathways, essentially rewiring your brain. Of course, as with any therapy or healing method, IFS may not be a good fit for everyone. Generally speaking, from my experience, introspective, creative, sensitive, intuitive people tend to respond well to it. If you enjoy guided visualizations, mindfulness, energy healing, or somatic work, you're likely to appreciate IFS. If you struggle with those things or prefer a more rational, cognitive, and solution-focused approach, then this may not be for you. People are often confused by how IFS emphasizes parts. Many tend to think this means you're, quote, schizophrenic or crazy. 
IFS comes at this from the perspective that it's normal to experience parts. This in and of itself should not be pathologized, but rather worked with. The dysfunction comes when people lose touch with reality, when they are unable to access self-energy and the understanding that they are not wholly their wounded parts. You've definitely spoken for your parts at some point. This is when we say things like, a part of me feels like this, while another part of me feels like that. Start listening for this sort of language and you'll hear it all the time. You'll begin to realize that this perspective makes a lot of sense and isn't as strange as you may initially have thought. Think about a time when you felt really conflicted or had a hard time making a decision. This may be indicative of polarized parts, parts that have different or opposing needs. Think of a time when you behaved in a way that you didn't expect or that later fell out of alignment for you. This may be an example of a repressed part or a firefighter coming forward. Let's take a moment to get curious about parts that are active for you right now. Start by bringing to mind a situation that's been weighing on you lately. What emotions are coming up in response to this situation? What thoughts are you telling yourself? What fears are coming forward? If you take the perspective that your response is coming from a part of you, you may notice that another part or parts feel differently. For example, you may know that your fears are unfounded, but the activated part of you feels them anyway because that part doesn't know that they're unfounded. Notice how you feel towards this part. If there's some kind of criticism or negative judgment, then that's coming from another part. With any part or parts that come up, you may ask, what is this part's job? What does it want for me? How is this part trying to protect me? What is it protecting me from? How often does this part come forward? How long has this part been in my life? How do I feel when this part is active? Does this part seem to have an age? Does this part sense me or know how old I am? If not, how does it respond when I make a connection and let it know I'm here? Remember, there are no bad parts. Even when parts are intense or exhibit problematic behaviors, they are valid and important and deserving of love. Remember those eight C's I mentioned? The objective is to approach your parts calmly, confidently, and courageously with curiosity and compassion so you can gain clarity, be creative, and build connection. I like to do character studies for my parts. I write them out, describing their traits, personalities, fears, and desires. I reflect on their backstories, the experiences that formed them, forced them forward, or shoved them into the background. 
You could diagram your parts, noting relationships between them or draw them. Parts don't always take a human form, so if you see parts as animals, shapes, or entities, that's totally okay. If you're not familiar with IFS, all of this can be a lot to take in or try to do on your own. I highly encourage anyone listening to do this work with a trained professional. You can visit the IFS Institute website to access a directory of practitioners in your area. While I personally think the IFS Institute is the best resource, there are other organizations that provide IFS training. I always recommend people schedule a consultation with any therapist prior to working together. During that conversation, you can ask if they've been trained in IFS, and if so, where they received their training. This will help you determine if they have the skills and qualifications you're looking for. In addition to IFS, I'm a trained EMDR practitioner. EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. It originated in 1987. The story goes that its developer, Francine Shapiro, was walking in the woods thinking about her problems when she noticed that her levels of distress decreased as she looked back and forth. The underlying premise of EMDR is that the mind wants to heal. Similar to the way the body works to heal a cut on its own, the mind will strive to do the same when there is an emotional wound. EMDR facilitates this process by stimulating the brain. This stimulation originally occurred through lateral eye movements, but other methods have been developed, including auditory and tactile stimulation. Research has shown EMDR to be an effective treatment for PTSD, particularly single trauma events, although it's often used to treat complex trauma as well. In my practice, I use it primarily to reduce distress experienced as the result of specific events or traumas. It increases body awareness and facilitates higher levels of relaxation by focusing on areas of tension or physical discomfort. The stimulation also activates the brain, enhancing mental and emotional awareness. Focusing on experiences while receiving the stimulation brings details and realizations forward. In this way, I see it as a powerful tool for shadow work as it taps into the subconscious and brings things to light that would otherwise have remained buried in the psyche. There's a strict protocol to follow when facilitating EMDR, which tracks progress. Once disturbances are reduced or neutralized, gains are integrated, meaning you heal at a deep level. You can understand that a memory is disturbing, but you no longer feel the same intense triggering that you once did. It's my observation and experience that bilateral stimulation helps people achieve a meditative or non-ordinary state of consciousness, which helps intuition come forward, making therapy a soul-led experience. I have some clients who request stimulation for journeying inward, even when we're not doing EMDR. It's akin to listening to drumming or rattling while doing inner reflection. It helps you go deeper. 
It's important to note, though, that the stimulation incites brain activation that lasts for up to 48 hours. You may feel irritable, excitable, emotional, or more calm afterwards. You may have strange dreams. Everyone experiences this differently, and it may even be different for you from one session to the next. I encourage people to take it easy, drink lots of water, or spend time in nature afterwards if possible. I also think it helps to journal a bit after any kind of therapy session. As with IFS, seek a professional trained in the modality to administer EMDR. Of course, if you want to work with me, please reach out. I can offer counseling sessions to people in North Carolina and coaching services to anyone in the world. We can discuss the details and distinctions between these services during a consultation call. Visit my website for more information. There's a link in the show notes. Keep listening to upcoming episodes this season to learn about other therapeutic modalities. Tune in next week for a conversation about the Enneagram with counselor and coach Hannah Woody. Until then, wishing you all the best. Be well. Thank you for listening to Blue Hour. To find out more about me, Adina Arden Cooper, and my work, visit my website at firebirdcreative.me. You can also follow me on Instagram at fire.bird.creative. If you liked this episode, please share it. And if you like this podcast, please review and subscribe. Join me for the next episode. Until then, I'll leave you with the words of Rumi, famed 13th century Persian poet, scholar, and mystic. Wherever you are, and whatever you do, be in love.